Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good to be at ECF, man. We love you guys. Praise God. You have no idea, like our heart is so, he's true, we're not just a guest speaker here. Our heart is so closely knit to this place. It's just, it's amazing. The, uh, I know, just for one thing, on several occasions, Pastor Jason's been my ride to the airport. So he let, kept, let, let me keep his car at his house and drove me. We like to fly out of Erie and just, you know, man, last, a year ago, this week, I believe, I was I was here with you guys. And uh, it was right before literally the world changed, you know. And literally, and it, like we, we uh, I preached here, then we went, had lunch at the house, and he was talking, man, maybe we'll go to two services. And I was like, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I wonder how this is all going to change everything, and had no idea, you know. And man, that week, I had meetings scheduled several months out, and everything canceled, you know, and, and just the world shut down, as you all remember. Well, from my standpoint, having you know, meetings to go to and travel and all that, that was shut down. Our ministry is always, at, at that point, it had always been more from uh, the income of the ministry. It always come more from meetings than like through the mail or, you know, like outside support like that. So, <coughs> excuse me, everything was shut down. So, you know, we had decisions to make and uh, I, I, right away I said, you know, I, well, we, I, I'm not going to just not minister. We're going to go online. And I said, but we're going to do more online. But I said, but I'm not, Jocelyn and I made this, I've never, I don't think I've ever in the past year talked about this publicly, but I said, I'm not going to say nothing wrong with people who do, nothing wrong with it, but this was just me and this is just where I was at. I said, I'm not going to take offerings online. I'm not going to say one word about canceled meetings. I'm not going to say one word about please give because we don't have anything scheduled. I said, this is just me because I'm not going to do it just for financial reasons. I just want to keep ministering and keep preaching the word. I want to keep fulfilling the call, you know. And so we went online, and if you guys have ever watched us for the past year, we never never have taken an offering, never did anything online. But I said all that for one, one point, that in spite of that, people just watched them. People from this church particularly watched, and just a few people... And started giving without saying a word, without saying anything. Said, hey, how do you give to your ministry, you know? And uh, people from other places as well. But I'm just, and the offering that we received here was, was a blessing to us that last Sunday we were here. And then we went through that whole time. And you guys have been, everything that we've done, you're such a part of. I just want you to know that. I've got so many miracle stories from different times that have happened here uh, where God has spoken to people. People just this past year. Uh, somebody called me from here, woke, God woke him up in the middle of the night. I've been thinking about you. And I said, you can't, you don't understand how much that blesses a minister that God's speaking to somebody about him, you know. So I just want to thank you guys. I just want to thank you for being a part of this ministry, for, for partnering with us, for being family and uh, believing God with us and standing with us. And amen. We came through last year, thank God, and just saw things that we never saw before, new open doors and new things happen. And that's been the story of a lot of people in the body of Christ. Isn't that right? And uh, it was kind of weird, actually, for Jocelyn and I, uh, 18 and 19 were much tougher than 20. I mean, just speaking, my, my dad passed early in 2018, and my mom was disabled and needed us to take care of her a lot. And uh, I actually, that hindered more of my time on the road than anything else. And my mom just, you know, she didn't drive and she's remarried now, but I had to take her to all her doctor's appointments and that was an adjustment. 20 was a comeback year for us, you know, <laughs> as strange as that sounds, you know, but thank God. 
Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I just want you guys to know how much I love you, how much you're a part of everything we do. And Jason said it right. You know, it's not like we're just, this is just another stop on the, on the itinerary, praise God. But you guys are, are part of our ministry in a big way, and I thank you for it. You guys partner with us, the church, on a regular basis, and thank God that, that you don't understand how that works exactly. Like, it, none of it works without senders and without people who give, you know. It, 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 how can they go unless they're sent? And thank God... You're, you're a big part of us going because you've sent us, so we love you guys. Amen. Well, how many have noticed that, like we said, things have gotten a little more challenging in many ways over the past 12, however many months you want to go back, the, the list is getting longer. I don't know scripturally that the kind of things that have gotten worse, certain things, I don't know that they're going to get any better. The Bible talks about in the end times that uh, that things will get worse, and they'll grow worse and worse. Certain things will. But you got to be careful with that. You can't let that get in your head. You know, what does that really mean? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about instructions for the end times. Somebody say amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I, I've, I've been starting a lot of my services with this. I might have said this last time I was with you. But this air, this this flight that we've been on has been heading towards the end of all time, like all along, right? It's always, I mean, we've always been heading towards that destination. We bought the ticket. The destination, it's been, the whole flight has been end times. But recently it feels like the captain has just got on and announced we are 25 minutes outside our destination. <laughs> Amen. The wheels are coming down, you know. Weather in eternity depends on your final destination and where you're connecting, you know. So, but <laughs> it feels like that, right? I mean, it feels like we've all been talking. I mean, I grew up hearing about the end times, right? Anybody grow up in the church? So yeah. But I mean, it feels like the captain has just made the announcement that we are just outside eternity. So uh, get ready. We're about to touch down. Anybody else feel like that? And we could rejoice in that. And you know, growing up in the church, uh, hearing stories about end times. How many saw end times movies when you grew up in the church, right? <laughs> like, all right, let me ask this one. How many this will really guess, right, if you grew up in the church. How many people at some point in your childhood thought that you might have missed the rapture? Raise your hand. Anybody else hand up with my name? <laughs> Pastor, right? Like, you know, it wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, my God, are my parents still here? Did I miss it? You know, been at the grocery store. Can't wait. Where's mom? What happened? Wait. Oh, man, this is it, isn't it? This is it. I knew I messed up, you know. Again, show of hands again. Let's see it. Who had that terrifying fear at some point in their life? Yes, all of us. A lot of us, you know. It'll mess with your head, man. But, you know, it's not supposed to be like that. And, some, and sometimes it, it, this end times thing has such a, I mean, this, time, this age will end. It began and it will end at some point in time. And man, there's so much negative and so much heaviness that came with it that just hung on us, you know, and just like all these images of guillotines and people getting their heads cut off and, you know, the death and the destruction and the bad thing. And yeah, there's, there's things getting bad in the world. Things are going to get worse. But the Bible says that we're in the world and not of the world. And I want to preach from a 
a felt board classic this morning. And now again, I'm, I'm rolling back to the olden days here. Anybody know what I'm talking about when I talk about a felt board? Raise your hand, <laughs> amen. A felt board classic, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So whatever gets you to Daniel 3, get there. Uh, whether you have to press buttons or unroll a scroll or turn pages, let's all uh, get out stone tablets. Let's go to Daniel 3, or just wait and they might pop it up on the on the screen. I don't know how it works, but we're going to go to Daniel 3, talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or kids who, when we were growing up, who couldn't say it right, would say, my shack, your shack, and a bungalow. So <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel 3. And I'm not going to read the whole story, but you could just open it up there. But I mean, many of you, it's a famous story, Sunday school story, if you grew up in the church, because it's a great story, man. You've got these three guys, these three Hebrews, and they're living under Nebuchadnezzar's rule, and Nebuchadnezzar passes this law, and he says that they should worship this false idol that he built. And these Israelites said, no way, we serve the one true living God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we're not going to do it, we're not going to bow down to, to, the, to this statue that you've built, to this idol that you've built, we're going to serve God. And they had consequences to it. And they said, no, if you don't bow down, we're going to put you in a fiery furnace. We're going to take your life. This has happened at many, many times throughout history that, that, that the forces of darkness have come up with some kind of system to try to kill people who wanted to worship the one true living God. You realize this, is not, this isn't just an ancient thing. It's something that happens to this very day, and it's something that has happened in every age. The devil has found somebody who would try to steal, kill, and destroy and come against God's people. So this is not an unusual thing. And there it is. If you don't bow down and if you don't worship this, this idol, we're going to throw you in the furnace. I want to read a couple, a couple passages from the story, then we'll talk about it. Is, I'm glad you came this morning. So it starts off here. I want to read verse 3. And it says, Then the satraps and the perfects and the governors and the counselors and the treasurers, um, Judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces were assembled for the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Uh, then the herald loudly proclaimed, to you the command is given, O peoples, nations, and men of every language, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, uh, trigon, uh, sultry, I guess. Yeah, bagpipe. I didn't know they had bagpipes back then. I missed that one. All kinds of music. You are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. Now, now we talked about that with the story, but I want you to catch verse 3. When it talks about all these government positions, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces, all I want to say by this is to say this is a big deal. This is not just like some religious persecution from just some, you know, a few people, but we're talking about the whole government system is involved here in saying don't worship God. I've been to countries that are like that right now. I've preached in Vietnam in the underground church where, you know, we did underground meetings where I 
taught in a Bible school that met in the back of a bakery and had to slip out the students came in the alleyway and I came in the front, pretended like I was shopping, you know, and then preached in other places in Vietnam where we had an escape plan, came in under the cover of darkness and waited for the sun to go down, had the taxi drop us off a mile away from the location so we could slither through alleys to get there, you know. There's places like that right now. It's serious, no joke, right? But here it is, the whole government, judges, magistrates, all these people, they're on board. And they're saying, you know, they're saying, nope, you worship the idol. If not, you go in the fiery furnace. And they said, no. They said, no, we're not going to do it. And, of course, we know how the story turns out, that, that, they, that Nebuchadnezzar did not like their answer. Isn't that right? <laughs> you know, And he made the furnace seven times hotter than it usually was. And they heated it up. They tied up these three Hebrews, and they threw them in the furnace, and the guys who were throwing them in the furnace died because the fire was so hot. You remember the story. And even as they approached it, they, the, the people throwing them in lost their lives because the fire was so hot. But then something happened. They, they were in the fire, and they were walking around inside the fire just like I'm walking around here in front of this church, worshiping God, unfazed by the circumstances around them. Are you hearing me? Unfazed by the furnace, unfazed by the heat of the flames. And they came out, the Bible tells us, not even smelling like smoke, not even smelling like fire, totally separate from what was going on all around them totally separate from what was going on in this like false religion, totally separate from what was going on in the government, totally separate from what was going on in the very real, physical, violent flames that were trying to take their life. Talking about instructions for the end times. Anybody with me here this morning? Amen. The Bible says we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen. And no matter what happens, no matter what kind of furnace that the devil could dream up, no matter, no matter how hot he can stoke the flames, I want you to know that we can still come out not smelling like smoke. Hallelujah. And no matter how bad it gets, we've got to have, we've got to have a mindset in these last days that we're God's people. Amen. And his word is still true concerning us. And his promises are still true to us. The blessings of Abraham are still ours no matter what kind of furnace is being, is being fanned into flame around us. The promises of God are true. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, what, you know, when I was praying about, I've never preached on this before. Just so you know, when I was praying about you guys, this, I've never preached on end times. Like, never. But I, this was just on my heart for you guys. And there was three things I wanted to share with you. The first thing is this point that I just made. You're in the world and not of the world. Everybody say it. Say, I'm in the world and not of the world. So if things get bad in the world, it doesn't matter because you're in it, but you're not of it. Amen. It's like if you heard some company in Erie went bankrupt and they were laying off everybody, that wouldn't alarm you if you didn't work for the company. Amen. If you heard whatever, GE's leaving Erie. They're going over to China. They're, they're, they're not going to make the locomotives here anymore. They're heading out. That's it. They're done. That would only affect you if you were an employee of GE. If you were part of that system. Are you with me? If you don't work for the company, yeah, you're going to have a heart of compassion for the people who do. You're going to care about it. It's going to matter to you because people matter to you. But yet you're going to be separate from it in some way. Amen. 
talking about things going on in the world, praise God. Talking about the fiery furnace, amen. We're in the world, but not of the world. I think sometimes we just gotta shut off the news. Is anybody here with me this morning? (laughs) Amen. We gotta shut off the news. You understand that it's just designed to get you afraid. It's designed to get you, uh, you know, it's designed to get you nervous. It's designed to get you worried. It's like what it's about. They wanna motivate you to action through fear. They wanna motivate you to some opinion through fear. And the Bible says, fear not, amen. In these days, we ought to not get caught up in everything that's going on. Thank God, because not all of it's not all, all the news that's been, all the news that's going out there. It's not all of it affects us. Amen. A lot of it is just some company shutting down that you don't work for. Praise God. Is this helping you? So one, we're in the world, but not of the world. Two that these things don't need to affect us. No, Bible says, no one promise to the believer comes from the Old Testament, but it's still true for us today in the New Covenant. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Amen. No weapon formed against us will prosper. You know, my brother, I've shared the stories here many times. I'm not gonna go into them, but he was in Iraq in, in 01, right after the Twin Towers were hit. But there was a word that was given to him right from this story before by his pastor in Cleveland, Ohio, before he left for Iraq, and he called him up for prayer, and the pastor prophesied over him and had a word, and he said, you'll come out of Iraq, and you'll not even smell like smoke. And my brother was in combat. He was, he was in firefights, and you guys heard the story. God saved his life and, and preserved his life. And you know, he was a sign and a wonder to the other guys in his outfit because they, they, you know, in the beginning, they'd make fun of him because he would read Psalm 91 every day and pray before they went out on patrol and they're, you know, out on the roads. And they would tease him when the, when the tour started. And they'd say, oh, God is just an imaginary friend for grownups. And he would say, he would, and then, but they, by the end of the deployment and, that, and they saw everything that happened in his life, they would check with him before they went on patrol. And they'd say, Gall, you prayed, right? Or we're good, right? We're good? Yeah, we're good. We were good. All right. They changed the story, you know. <laughs> but that was a word, that pastor had a word over him before he went to Iraq. Now listen, I, you know, however bad it gets, combat is one of the worst things in this age that you could face, you know. People actively trying to kill you and they have the tools to do it. That's pretty much as bad as it gets, you know, as far as danger is concerned, the level of danger. And the Lord gave him this word, you'll come out not even smelling like smoke. Well, we've got to think beyond like just specific instances like being in Iraq or whatever the case may be. And we got to realize no matter what happens in this earth, God's plan for you and God's plan for me is that we come out not even smelling like smoke, amen. Hallelujah. That we'd be unaffected by these things that go on around us. Is this too good to be true? Is this just ridiculous? Is this just some kind of you know, crazy faith preaching? Or are the promises of God true? Amen. Can we count on God even in the most difficult situation? Can you depend on him when the flames are raging? Amen. Praise God. You know, I talked about uh, just when we started, you know, when, when everything happened in March, one, a lot of people were a lot of people were contacting me, friends in ministry, and they said, you know, maybe you should look in unemployment. One person said, I'm going into un- I'm going on unemployment, and another person, you know, and I ju- I judge no one, but you know, it, it's not the point. 
But I said, I, I can't do that. I thought Jocelyn and I talked about it. I said, I can't do that because I'm still employed. I'm still working for God. And no matter what happens, if they shut down the meetings, if they shut down everything, he's still God. If he has to rain manna in our backyard, he's able to meet the need. Amen. Whatever has to happen, happens. And thank God. I mean, like I said, you know, we had 2020 was a comeback year. Like we said, glory to God. And uh, doing good and expecting more this year. Point being, no matter what happens in this earth, can you still count on God even when it's bad? When an attack comes, when they start shutting everything down, is he still the God who created the heavens and the earth? Is he still the God who's always come through for his people? Is he still the God that'll come through for you? Amen. So the first thing is that remember this. Remember, we're in this world. We're not of this world, too. Remember that we could come out of this whole thing not smelling like smoke. That's God's plan for us. Amen. You think about when the Israelites, because stuff will happen. When the Israelites were traveling, not excuse me, not Israelites, when the disciples were traveling with Jesus, and they were, they were out on the boat, and the storm rose up. And Jesus was sleeping, and it was apparently a very violent, bad storm because Peter knew something, at least, about, you know, Peter was a fisherman. He knew something about the weather, and he knew something about the water. He was a professional fisherman. The storm kicked up, and he's, we're going to die, they're saying. They're not saying, man, this is a bad storm. We better, you know, batten down the hatches. They're, like, fearing for their life, and they're, and they're not novices. They're, you know, these are the real, these guys know what's up. And they wake up Jesus and they say, don't you care that we're perishing? We're dying out here. Don't you even care? Doesn't it matter to you? And they wake him up. And Jesus didn't get up and say, you know, you're going to just, just, just uh, you know, tough it out. God has a mysterious plan in all this. You're going to learn from it. Just, just ride it out. You know, God sent the storm. Now Jesus got up and what did he do? He took authority over it. And he said, peace be still. He didn't just accept the circumstances the way they were. He didn't accept the storm the way it was, but he ruled over it, praise God. And these are examples in us. I think that's kind of something that happened. This is what I wanted to get to with this, at least with a lot of us, everything that happens. We come up and we kind of think, ah, it's end times. It's end times as things get bad. And we gotta make sure that that doesn't translate into just a passivity where we just sit back and let it happen. Are you with me this morning? The role, of, you know, you look at Jesus. Jesus didn't just go through life. He didn't just go through and set an example to us and just let things happen to him, his team, or the people around him. Everywhere he went, he brought change. Everywhere he went, he brought life. Everywhere he went, he brought answers. And I want you to know that's what God's will is for us today. So number one was simply, like I said, number one, we're in the world, but not of the world. Remember that, no matter what happens, amen? It might just be something that's happening to a company you don't work for, amen? Number two, uh, no weapon formed against us will prosper. No matter how hot the fiery furnace is, no matter what, no matter what the devil could dream up, no matter what horrible kind of curse, horrible kind of torture, horrible kind of punishment the devil could dream up, God's got an answer, and he's got a way out of it, Amen? If it's seven times hotter than it was last time, God's still a delivering God and he could bring deliverance, praise God. And I'm not thinking of anything in particular this morning. I'm just saying whatever happens, are you with me? 
Just brace yourself, whatever it is, whatever package it comes in, whatever direction it comes from, whatever comes at you, whatever form the fiery ter- furnace takes, whatever metaphor the, the, the furnace is, is, you know, whatever is for this morning, God's got a way out of it. He's got deliverance for you. Amen. And then the third thing is very important. The third thing is this. The third thing is that God wants you to be a light. Everybody say, God wants me to be a light. Or you could say it this way, I am the revival. Everybody say that. Say, I am the revival. One thing that we understand when we talk about end times is that we talk about there's going to be a great move of God in the last days. How many of you believe that? That, it, that the church is not going to go out with a whimper. The church is not going to go out beat down by the world. But the church is going to go out walking in the fullness of what Jesus provided for us more than she ever has. Amen. That's God's plan, that we're not going to go down defeated, but he's going to come back for a church that's strong, and he's going to come back for a church that's walking in what he provided for us, amen. But what I want you to realize is what is the church? The church is people, the church is you and I, and if there's going to be a move of God, it's going to be through you, and it's going to be through me. So everybody say it again. Say, I am the revival. When we talk about an end times move of God, that's not somebody else. That's not some other place. That doesn't come from somewhere else, but it comes from inside of you. The Bible says that out of their bellies will flow rivers of living water. And if God's going to move in Erie, Pennsylvania, it's going to be through you. Come on now. Amen. It's always been that way. People like to say, well, you know, I've heard things, different things, you know, in the end times. In this last move, whatever, God's going to just move and no man's going to have anything to do with it. No man's going to, it's never been like that. It's never going to be like that. Amen. Because the sovereign God who created the heavens and the earth, he did not set it up that way. In the beginning, he created Adam and Eve. He gave them a garden and he said, you go care for it. And he delegated authority unto them immediately. Immediately put them to work to, to work on this earth. And you see this authority throughout. At Mount Carmel, there was Elijah. At the, at the parting of the Red Sea, there was Moses. At the Gate Beautiful, there was Peter. Even Jesus himself came as a man. God came as a man in the body of a man so that God could work and use man's authority here on the earth. Because he set it up that way. He could have made it different. He could have left it entirely to the angels. He could have left it entirely to the Holy Spirit. And then the Bible would have read totally different. At the Red Sea, it would have been the Holy Spirit. The Israelites would have watched. It would have been different. Moses, there wouldn't have been a Moses. There just would have been the Holy Spirit. Jesus, he wouldn't have had to come in the flesh. Are you following me this morning? It could have been something different. He did, he, at least if Jesus came, he wouldn't have had to choose 12 disciples and send them out. He could have just told the people, watch as my Holy Spirit moves and goes out. God didn't do it that way. But he set up another system. A system where man would be the temple that the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of. And he would put words in our mouth and he would flow through our hands and he would use our bodies and he would use our feet and he would move through us. That's how he's wanted it all along, amen. If he wanted to do it without man, he could have done it without man. But he wants to use you. Everybody say he wants to use me. And, you know, there was a statement in this story talking about just kind of, you know, some things will mess with your head. These days, end times could mess with your head, you know. 
all things are getting bad. I guess it's just supposed to be like that. But you know, no matter what the devil does, we have an obligation as believers to stand against it. Amen. Whatever form darkness takes, we have a we have an obligation to dispel it through the light of the gospel and through the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we want to realize this, that yeah, the, the, the last third thing that I thought I had on my heart for you guys was this, that like I said, you are the revival. I am the revival. You're part of the answer. This end time thing that's going to happen, the glorious day of the church, it's not somebody else, but it's you. Everybody say, it's me. Amen. Amen. And you've got to have a certain, like, like the, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they, when they were confronted with Nebuchadnezzar, they said, listen, the God that we serve he is, well able to del- he, is, he is well able to deliver us, and he will deliver us, they said. He is well able to deliver us, and he will deliver us. Everybody say, he will deliver me. They saw themselves as the kind of people that walk into a fiery furnace and come out. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Do you see yourself as that kind of person? They saw themselves, I think of Peter at the gate, beautiful, where he comes up and he sees that man who hadn't walked and he says to him, silver and gold have I none, but he said, such as I have, give I thee. Peter knew he had something. Does anybody here this morning know you have something? Amen, that can change the world. And it's always some other category that we, we put people in who walk in the miraculous, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know. They had to be something more than human. They had to be something more than just, you know, we think this way. They had to be something more than just a regular person. No, they were people just like you're a person. Elijah, who had the great miracle on on Mount Carmel and had this life of miracles. The Bible makes the point that he was a man of like passions, just like you and just like I. He was a person with failures like us. Peter at the gate, beautiful, like I mentioned him, you know. He goes up and he takes this man and he says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Before that, he says this, he says, look on us. Man, that's a powerful statement, isn't it? Look on us. Do you realize with everything going on in the world today, you can say that. Everybody say, I can say that. If you're a believer and you've got the Holy Ghost inside of you and there's hell raging and the furnace is flaming all around, you can say, look at me, praise God. I've got answers. I could help you. I could do something about the situation here. And that's what Peter was saying. And if we don't say it, who will? Amen. And you see, the enemy always wants to keep you passive and always wants to keep you, you know, quiet and always wants to make you think you're not qualified and you're not spiritual enough and you're not enough to do this. And you, you can't step out and be bold like that. It's always somebody else and not you. As long as it's somebody else, God doesn't have somebody to work through. Are you hearing me this morning? Somebody at some point in time has to say, look at me, amen. Such as I have, I've got it. Not Smith Wigglesworth, not just John G. Lake, not Jack O, not A.A. Not a. Allen, not Kenneth E. Hagan. I've got it. Such as I have, give I thee, amen. At some point in time, you've got to put yourself in the driver's seat, praise God. <laughs> and realize what God's placed inside of you. And Peter at the gate beautifully said, such as I have, give I thee. I've got, you say, well, that was Peter. Yeah, let's examine Peter for a minute. <laughs> Shall we? Peter, Peter got in the flesh and cut off a guy's ear with a sword. Amen. Are you hearing me? 
I was preaching on that online just this past week. I, I was preaching on it. My brother was watching. He's, a, he's in federal law enforcement. And he says, that's what we call a class two felony. <laughs> and he gave the title, he gave the printout up in the comments, you know. And it was like, you know, it's striking somebody with a weapon with malicious intent to maim or whatever. Felony. In, in 2021, Peter would be a felon talking about oh he was so holy and he was so whatever you know <laughs> peter seemed to lead the way in miracles among the 12 you know i mean he was the one guy that got out of the boat he was the guy at the gate beautiful when dorcas died in the book of acts they sent for peter we need peter get peter but he also seemed to be the guy that led the way in getting in the flesh are you hearing me <laughs> i hope this is helping somebody this morning come on man he cut off a guy's ear you don't know anybody in ministry who's attacked somebody with a sword. Come on now. <laughs> he wasn't some superhuman, like, you know, holier than all the rest of us kind of guy. He's cutting off ears, man. <laughs> Jesus, and you know that 2021, he'd be a felon. Back in Peter's day, he definitely would have been on the cross. Are you hearing me? Because, I mean, they had a guy who was a thief that they crucified next to Jesus, you know. <clears throat> Certainly the guy who's cutting off ears earned his place on a cross. You know, are you with me? Praise God. But see, we always do that, don't we? I sure do that. I've seen, I've seen miracles, but I'll tell you, the, the devil never stops that. Always, you know, you're not, you're not you know, if you're, if you're just a believer, then he'll try to tell you, well, you're not in the ministry. You're not a prophet, apostle, evangelist, whatever. And then when you get into ministry, then he'll try, well, you're not Wigglesworth. You're not Kenneth Hagin. You're not, there's always something that's, that you're not. Are you hearing me? But listen, the Bible's always talking about what you are. You are filled with the Holy Ghost. You do have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You are a believer. And signs and wonders follow believers everywhere they go. Amen. And... The people that God uses in this day, it's not going to be, oh man, some special visitation and God's not just going to lift you up, you know, out, out, like, like in just some whatever choirs of angels, you know, I don't know, whatever I'm, you know, it's going to be somebody who just identifies, I am who God says I am, I could do what he says I can do. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's given me his name to rule and reign in this life and I've failed and I've missed it, but I'm just going to act like the Bible's true. And I'm just going to step out and help people. Amen. Such as I have, Peter said, give I thee. What right did he have? You say, yeah, he was an apostle. But you know, when, he, when that miracle happened, he didn't point to his apostleship as the reason that miracle happened. He didn't say, yes. You know, when the miracle happened, he said, yes, this man was made whole in the presence of you all because I'm one of the 12, because I'm, I'm one of the apostles of the Lamb, because I'm specially anointed. He didn't even point to the upper room when it happened. He said it was the name and faith in the name that has made this man whole in the presence of you all. And I want you to know that if that's what it was, and it is what it was because the Bible's true, if it was the name and faith in the name that made that man whole, then you could do exactly what Peter did, amen. But at some point in time, when you hear stories like that, you gotta say, that's me, amen, that's me, that's me, I'm like that. Hallelujah, I could believe God like that. I was in college back in the 90s, and uh, I was reading in the book of John, and I came across John 14, 12. Is this helping anybody this morning? 
And in John 14, 12 and 13, Jesus said, whosoever believeth in me, the works that I do, would they do also. And greater works than these, because I go on to the Father. And I just had these thoughts go through my mind. I'm kind of a logical person with these kind of things. And I said, wait a second. Now, if John 3, 16 is true, then John 14, 12 also has to be true. Amen. If for God so loved the world is true, then when Jesus says, whosoever believeth in me, the works that I do, would they do also? That has to be just as true. And I was not in the ministry. I didn't think I was called to the ministry. But I saw this scripture and where Jesus said, if you believe in me, whosoever believeth in me. He didn't say whosoever was an evangelist, whosoever was a prophet, whosoever has a visitation with angels in a cave. Are you hearing me this morning? Whosoever, you know, is specially chosen in some supernatural, almost superhuman way. The works that I do, would they do also? He said, whoever believes in me, and I read it that day, and I said, you know what? That's me. I'm a believer. And for once in my life, I put myself in the driver's seat. Are you hearing me? For once, I said, that is me. I saw myself as the person who, who, could walk in, who could walk on water, who could do what Jesus did. Why did I see myself like that? Because the Bible said I was that person. In the book of James, it says that, that the reason that people do not do, in the word, do not do the word and act on the word is because they forget what kind of person they are. Not because they're not the right kind of person. Are you hearing me? Get this. I mean, this is another message. I've preached like eight messages this morning. <laughs> Hit on them, you know. But the reason that people do not act on the word is because they forget who they are. Not because they're not the right kind of person, but they forget that they are the right kind of person. And what's the answer to that? To look in the mirror. And when you look in the mirror, you don't see what you can be. You don't see what's po what it's possible for you to be. When you look in the mirror for good or bad, you see exactly what you look like. Amen. Well, that's good news when it's the Bible. You can look in the mirror and see exactly who you are. So Peter, he said, I saw it. Jesus said, whoever believes in me, the works that I do, would they do also? And I said, I'm a believer. That's me. He's talking about me here. I'm a believer. And he wasn't talking about carpentry, amen? <laughs> the works that I do, would they do also? You read the chapter, he's talking about miracles, he said, whosoever believeth in me, the works that I do, would they do also? And then he said, why? He said, because whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And I saw it. I said, well, who am I? I'm not, I'm not anything special. But I know this, there's not a sickness or disease that can stand against Jesus. There's not a demon that can stand against Jesus. There's not a force of darkness that can stand against Jesus. And he said, whatever I, ask, whatever I ask in his name, that he would do. He'd back it up. He'd back up his name. He'd stand with me. He'd be there. That's exactly what worked for Peter. Peter said it was the name and faith in the name that made this man whole in the presence of you all. Why? Because Jesus backs up his name. And I want you to know something this morning, no matter your age, no matter how young you are, I'm glad we got the young kids in here, no matter how old you are, Jesus will back up his name to you and for you. And you will have to overcome the, thought, the thoughts that all of us have to overcome. It's those unrighteous thoughts. I'm not the one. It's somebody else, but it's not me. And I want to try to get you here by the Spirit of God this morning to leave this place saying, it's me. Amen. It's me. I'm the one. Peter was there. That's the only way what happened with Peter was able to happen. Because he had gotten to the place where he could say, look at me such as I have. I've got it. Amen. Everybody say, I got it. I got it. 
That's an old Pentecostal song. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I've got it. I've got it. Praise God. I just heard today you used to sing with Ramah singers and band, huh? That's amazing. I never knew that. Praise God. So I've got it. That's an old Raymond Singers and Band song. Something about that Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. Everybody here say, I've got it. And in these end times, in this hour of darkness and everything going on in the world, the people of God, we the people of God, you the people of God, we've got to stand up and be like, I'm the person. I'm the one. I can do something about this. I could turn on the light. Amen. And that doesn't necessarily mean whatever. It doesn't mean being in full-time ministry. It doesn't mean moving to another country. It doesn't mean maybe standing from a pulpit and preaching. But what I'm talking about this morning, bringing Jesus to people, this is something every believer can do. Bringing Jesus to people and having miracles, amen. Seeing the addicted set free, seeing the sick healed, seeing blind eyes open, you could do that. Seeing the lost saved, seeing somebody tormented by, by nightmares and dreams at work and you say, no, you can be free, you can have peace, you could do that. Amen. And we need to do that. Every one of us. And yeah, you say, but you don't understand, I messed up. Peter messed up. I mean, there might be some felons in here, but I'm sure we're not all felons, amen. <laughs> you know? I'm making a point, amen. I'm making a point. He messed up. And then he went on from that glorious moment to deny Jesus three times, <laughs> amen. So he breaks natural law. Then he does something that I don't know anybody in ministry who's that. He denies Jesus, man, sells him, denies him publicly three times, this did not disqualify him to be like the leader of the church throughout the book of Acts. Amen. Why? Maybe his biggest ability was just to look past this stuff and say, well, whatever, Jesus died for my sins. I'm still going to step out here on the water and keep walking with him and believe him to do what he said he would do in my life. It wasn't his perfect, his perfect life or flawlessness that produced these results. Are you hearing me? In fact, at the gate, beautiful, he says, it's not my power. We get that one, amen. It's not my power that has made this man whole. Yeah, it's not. That's why we could be bold about it. Amen. We take ourselves out of that part of the equation. He said, it's not by my power. And then he says this, or holiness. Everybody say, or holiness. He saw this. It's not my perfection that made this man whole in the presence of you all. It's not some kind of perfect life, never making a mistake that I lived that made this man whole in the presence of you all. Is this helping anybody? It's not my power or holiness that made this man whole in the presence of you all. Hallelujah. Listen, we need to stop trying to get there and just be there. Just make the decision today. I'm there because Jesus put me there. Because we need this. I mean, this week, man, you know, at your workplace, just be the one. Just be the one, amen. I'm the one because Jesus said I'm the one. Somebody comes in and said, man, I slept, you know, I slept, wrong. I slept wrong last night. My neck is killing me. I'm in pain. I can't move it right. That's all right. I can help. I can help you. Can I pray with you? I can help. I can do something about that, amen. Then tell them about Jesus, amen. Look on us, Peter said. Man, my family's a wreck. Everything's a mess around. That's, look at me. Look at me. I, I, I got some words that could help you. I could help you out with that. I could pray with you about that. I could do something about that. 
Is this right? Amen? Now you say, well, what do you mean I could do something? Well, of course, it's like I, I covered. It's Jesus who does it. Amen? But how's Jesus going to get to people if you don't bring him? Amen. He ain't going by himself. Amen? He told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He told us to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. He told us to drive out demons. He didn't stick around to do it, y'all. Amen. He sent his spirit to live inside of us so we can take that Holy Spirit to places, so we can take his name, so we can take who he is. Hallelujah. How many believe in this last day? that we're gonna see the greatest things that the church has ever seen, amen. I believe it. I'm telling you, I believe it. I'm not a hypey, you know, just, you know, stir them up for the sake of stirring them up kind of guy. I'm not, man. I'm a results kind of guy, amen. And I believe that these days, praise God, these days are great days to be alive in. I believe it's a great day to be a follower of Jesus. And you know what? There's something else to be, and I'm about to wrap up here. There's something else to be said of my first closing. No, there, there's, there's something else to be said about that story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, there was only those three in the furnace, but then they saw that fourth man, amen. And Jesus is that fourth man, amen. Old Oral Roberts' message, the fourth man, powerful message. When Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fire, he saw those three men were with a fourth man. And you think about that. There was a lot of people that were bowing down to worship that would, that would worship the idols and, were, and they were following that false religion. But how many would rather be in the furnace with Jesus, would rather be one of the three, amen? Wherever he is, praise God. If it's only three, if the multitudes and the magistrates and the judges and everybody else out there is bowing down to the idol, that's all right. I'd rather be with Jesus in the furnace walking in the miraculous, amen? But you know, an awesome thing happened. He saw that. He saw Jesus in the miraculous, I mean, he, he, saw, you know, he saw the fourth man, and then everything changed. It changed everything. And you see this repeated again and again. Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, the jailer, how, what must I do to be saved in the earthquake that came? As you stand and God shows himself mightily, and you stand in the midst of the storm, and you stand and just be who God says you are. If things won't turn out for you like they do for other people, and people look to you and say, what is it about you? I need what you have, amen. My brother, when he was in Iraq, you know, the Lord protected his life many times, and his Muslim interpreter came up to him and said, what, there's something different about you. He was born in Babylon, actually, this Muslim interpreter. And he said, there's something different about you. And my brother said, I pray. He says, I'm a believer. He says, I, I believe in God. And, and this guy said, I, I believe in God. I pray the Quran every day, and I've seen nothing like that. And my brother said, I pray Psalm 91 every day. And he led him to the Lord. And that, and that, and that Muslim interpreter called on Jesus' name, and he got born again, and he became a Christian. Amen which was no small deal, you know. He lives in the States now, actually. He lives in Florida. So praise God. But in this last day, God wants to move, but it's gonna be through you and it's gonna be through me. And it's gonna be through people who just see themselves as qualified because Jesus qualified them. People who see themselves as the kind of person that, that comes out of the furnace not smelling like smoke, you know. 
You just got to get that. That's what I want you to just get rid of. That thing I want you to just wash out of your mind with the word. That thing that says it's not me. That's for somebody more spiritual than I am. That's for somebody holier than I am. That's for somebody that's got it more together than I do. And just just shut up in Jesus' name. (laughs) Tell it to stop and say, no, I've got it. Such as I have, give I thee. I'm that person. Hallelujah. If this generation needs a Wigglesworth, I'll be a Wigglesworth. If this generation needs a lake, I'll be a lake. Whatever it is, I've got Jesus, and Jesus trumps all of them. That's enough. Amen. Jesus said, whosoever believeth in me, the works that I do, would they do also? Nobody, you understand that every one, every one of these people, whoever it is, whoever your spiritual hero is, whatever they did for God, they didn't, what they did was just Jesus working through them. And he wants to work through you. And you've never seen the Bible, I'm closing, I promise. You never see the Bible trying to keep you out of the miraculous. It's always inviting you into it. Jesus said, Whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. He never put all these categories on it. Well, you know, if you're specially chosen and et cetera, et cetera, and you know, uh, you know uh, page one, page two, article three, then you could expect that the mountain will move. Peter sees Jesus walking on the water, and he says, Master, if that's you, bid me come unto you on the water. Jesus doesn't say, Peter, stay in the boat. You know, this this is above your pay grade. This is a lot for you. He says, come on, Peter. Come on out here with me. It's fun out here. And Peter came out, amen. But the word's always inviting us into these things. If you'd like prayer for healing today, this Jesus is here, amen. He's here today. Everybody say he's here. And we're going to pray for you. Thank God. Thank God. Jesus is here. All my faith is in him. How about you today? Amen. And we'll believe him to move on people's behalf. I was in November. I was in um, Florida, Panama City Beach, Florida. I was attending a conference my mentor was doing. And I wasn't even scheduled to speak. But he asked me to take a a, a session. He said, right on the spot. Excuse me. He said, come on, Jeremy, take this session. And so I did, and uh, he actually told me to take a few minutes, and then it stretched into the session, like, you know, not like we're going to do this morning, but he said, go ahead, keep going. I kept on checking with him, and he said, keep going. I said, what do you want me to do? And he said, well, just tell some stories and then minister to people. This is in November. I wanted to share this story for a reason. So I ministered to everybody in their seats, just like we're going to do today. We're not going to lay hands on people, and this has nothing to do with COVID. If I've been, we've done this here many times over the years, and I've done it for years. came from... T.L. Osborne, who would work with large crowds, and he couldn't lay hands on everybody, so he'd just start praying for them in their seats. And so I've done it at different times throughout my entire 17 years of ministry, and you just pray for people right where they were. Well, I did this. I was down in Panama City Beach, Florida, prayed for people in their seat, didn't know anything about, you know, and I said, who's got a testimony? This man raised his hand, and he was in tears, and he said, last night, I think I had a heart attack. He said, this morning... I, you know, we were deciding what we should do, me and my wife. They're out of state and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I have all, had all this pain and all this, all this tightness and et cetera, all, everything going on, all these symptoms. And instantly as you prayed, it all left and I could breathe and all the pain is gone. And, and you know, I, and praise God, God touched me. Amen, amen. That sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? And then I, the, the, the beautiful thing about it was this, is that he... After, after, after he gave his testimony, there was another session after mine. And he just held his wife. It was like over a half hour. And he just held his wife and cried for that entire session. Just blessed, you know, to be set free. That, that all that stuff was just broken off of his life. Doesn't that sound like Jesus? Amen.
And I said that to say he's here today. That same Jesus is here today, whatever you have need of. Let your heart go to him today. If you're able to stand, go ahead. If it's more, if it's more comfortable for you to sit, just remain seated. But if you're able to stand, stand to your feet, everybody in the place. Amen. And I just always like to give an opportunity for people to release their faith and me to add my faith with you. That whatever it is you need today, if it's healing in your body, healing in your back, healing in your eyes, hallelujah, mental oppression, things going on, addiction. <clears throat> We've over the years seen people set free from all kinds of things. Several people have like come up to me, prayed for them, and they've come up and, <clears throat> you know, like we've come back to a church months later and they've given me packs of cigarettes or whatever, you know, there were, you know, I had one guy give me a check, this is what I would have spent on, you know, cigarettes normally, and this past month, or, you know, whatever, things like that, thank God Jesus can help, he's got an answer, amen, a lot of addiction going on in Ohio and Pennsylvania nowadays, thank God there is an answer, Jesus has an answer, amen, sickness and disease, he's still the healer, anybody believe he's still the healer this morning, yeah, thank you, Lord, nothing's too hard for him, nothing's too difficult for him, Praise God. We're just going to pray for people. And just let your faith go to God this morning and listen. Just be that person. Amen. You are that person. God's made you that person. Be the kind of person that receives healing. Not just get, I'm the kind of person that God's power heals and the symptoms go away. And, he, and things are created that need to be created. Things that disappear that need to be, disappear. I'm that person. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm holy enough. I'm chosen enough. I'm righteous enough because he made me that way. I'm, I'm spiritual enough because I'm a spirit, amen. I'm that kind of person who walks in the promises of God, who receives what Jesus died for him to have. That's me, amen. Every time you hear a testimony, say, that's me, that's me, I'm that person, amen. So put yourself in that position this morning. See yourself in that position. And as we pray, we're just gonna agree with you, amen. And I'm just gonna pray a simple prayer, gonna pray in the name of Jesus, command sickness and disease to go in his name. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And after we do that, I just want you to act your faith. Do what you couldn't do before. Take a deep breath if it was your lungs or just, you know, if it was some, move something you couldn't move. You get the idea. Jesus told the man with the withered hand, stretch forth your hand. He told the man who couldn't walk, take up your bed and walk. Told the 10 lepers, go show yourself to the priest. That was an act of faith. He said, if there's nothing I could do, I wouldn't know unless I had a test, unless I got a cat scan or whatever, then just to thank God, amen, just thank him for it and release your faith through thanking God, amen. Hallelujah. Going to take authority over depression too today. We've seen people, thank God, you know, God could help with that, amen. And the devil just comes and takes advantage of situations. My dad was in Vietnam and, and he dealt with PTSD after the war and the Lord set him free. There, amen. And you could, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen in our life and the devil will try to come in and take advantage of it and cause depression and cause fear and cause things and, 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 and use that situation that he caused to affect us. But I want you to know that God could bring peace and he could bring freedom and he could bring deliverance, amen. amen. And this is the kind of things that we're believing for, for God's life-changing power to touch people today, all right? <clears throat> Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for this precious church. I thank you for these people that have come out this morning. And Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he is our savior today, that the arm of the Lord is not short that he cannot save. 
Father, in Jesus' name, we take authority over every kind of sickness and disease. We take authority over shoulder trouble right now in Jesus' name. I command shoulders to be loosed and, and restored in the name of Jesus. Be free. Pain, arthritis, torn things, torn uh, whatever. Uh, rotator cuffs, be healed, be mended in Jesus' name. Shoulders, be whole in the name of Jesus. Backs, be healed in Jesus' name. Hearts, beat right. Uh, diabetes, be right, be made right in Jesus' name. Knees operate properly and behold in the name of Jesus cancer and tumors go in Jesus name in the name of Jesus we speak to every kind of sickness and every kind of disease mental torment and depression you're a lie you do not belong in the people of God go in Jesus name addictions be broken today on the authority of the name of Jesus now let's all thank him together for these things. Whatever it is, just thank him today. Just thank him. Thank you, Lord, for moving in this place. Thank you, Father. Devil, we take authority over you. We command you to take your hands off of God's people. We take authority over all your works, your sickness, your disease, your works. Go in Jesus' name. Your doubts, your fear, go in the name of Jesus. Now just go ahead and do what you couldn't do before. If it was something that you just act your faith, if it just thank God out loud, if it was something you wouldn't know unless you got some kind of test or something, then just thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for setting me free. Let's all thank him together. Lift your voices to God. Thank him for moving in this place. Thank you for blessing people. Thank you for necks being loosed and restored and, and, and free in Jesus' name. Right now, in the name of Jesus, right now in Jesus' name. Every bit. All right, you may be seated. Praise God. Amen. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Isn't God good? All right, I did go a little bit longer. Forgive me, I'm about to wrap it up here. Who says, just, just says, yeah, God touched me while you prayed. Raise your hand so we all could see it. Just hold it up real high so we could see it. Yes, amen. Anybody else? Yeah, hands all over here. Good, good, good. Amen. Let's thank God for that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, that Jesus did that. Everybody say Jesus did that. And if you wouldn't know, like if something, I wouldn't know. It only happens, you know, when I do this or I do that or I eat this or I eat that. Just take it by faith. Just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you today in Jesus' name. Thank you that it's done. Amen. And, uh, but know this, what we did here today, I just prayed in the name of Jesus. And, and yeah, I have a ministry to do this for a living, but you know, Listen, you, you, and it's, it's a call, a call from God, and it's a place in the body of Christ. But listen, every believer is called to bring Jesus to the lost, the hurting, and the suffering. Amen. With miraculous results. Are you hearing me? Because Jesus doesn't have like a watered-down version. Amen. When you pray for somebody in Jesus' name, you bring them Jesus and all that he is. Amen. That's the secret. Amen. It, you bring Jesus. And you just I, I'm, leave with this, that you're the kind of person that brings Jesus, Bible Jesus, gospel Jesus, to the hurting and the suffering everywhere you go. Amen? We, how does God move? He moves when people move. Amen? Move people move. Amen? All right. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Thank you for the honor of being here. 
Listen, if you're here this morning and you don't know this Jesus I'm talking about, you saw those hands, people said things changed, you know, that God touched them already in this prayer. If I had time, I could go for hours and tell testimonies. I could tell plenty of testimonies right from this place, in this room where healings and miracles have taken place because Jesus is alive. If you don't know him, he wants to know you. I think we're streaming this morning, yeah. And if you're watching, it doesn't matter if you're not in this room. If you're watching at some other time, then right now I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He died for you. But listen, the family of God, the only way you become a part of that family is if you choose to be. It's not forced on anybody. I've done missions work overseas. We don't go out with guns and knives and tell people accept Jesus or else. We simply give people a choice and let them know that there's an option. There's an option for heaven. There's an option for life. There's an option to be free. There's an option to be healed. There's an option to be delivered. And we encourage people to take it. Amen. I want you to know if you, if you want to become a Christian, I want to pray with you. And accept Jesus as your Savior, I want to pray with you. Let's all pray together in this room, can we? Dear Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again from the dead. Forgive me of my sins. Make me your child. Wash me clean. I accept you, Jesus. And you accept me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's thank God together for all this, amen. Praise God. Pastor, amen. Whew. Anybody happy you came to church today? Amen. Amazing message, wonderful, so good, so spot on for just even for me, I'm sure for a lot of, you, a lot of us out here uh, today, for sure. Uh, we want to... Uh, we're going to close here in just a second. I do, I'll read a benediction, but I just want to remind you guys, if you want to bless uh, the Gall ministry uh, financially, uh, you can fill out an offering envelope, which is in the, you know, in the seat backs in front of you. If you don't have one in front of you, there's extra offering envelopes on that back table uh, right before you go out the door. And then just write special speaker. You can give there or you write other and write Jeremy. We'll see it either way. And there's a box to the left of the door with a little slot on the top. You just slide it in there as you leave, and we'll make sure that uh, their ministry gets it. Uh, but you certainly were a blessing, as always. Um, and we look forward to hanging out with you more <laughs> the rest of the afternoon Amen. since you're coming Amen. to our place. So it's great. Uh, okay, I want to end with this, uh, just a benediction out of Second Peter uh, chapter 1. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied. Just, let's just receive this this morning. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power, his divine power, just what we talked about this morning, has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are moving and working. We thank you for the gall ministry, Lord. I just pray, Father God, you continue to bless and anoint and open doors. Uh, more and more miracles, Father, we prophesy over that ministry. And Father, we thank you for moving and working in our midst. We thank you for these things in your precious name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. You are dismissed. There will be some people up here to pray with you. If you need prayer, I know it's late, but no problem. And we will see you on Wednesday night or next Sunday.